listener production. Hey there, and welcome to this extra episode of The Briefing. I'm Benzion Siebert. Not long ago, Donald Trump copped a serious blow to his campaign to be US president again. The Supreme Court in the US state of Colorado has ruled he is not eligible to be on the ballot in that state. The reason? January 6th. You might remember that date two years ago when Trump supporters violently stormed the US Capitol when Joe Biden was due to be confirmed as US president. Now, the court in Colorado has found Trump engaged in insurrection that day and that the US Constitution prevents him from being a candidate in that state. This doesn't mean he's out of the race to be president just yet, but if it's upheld, other states will very likely try to have him disqualified there too. Keep in mind that Trump is currently ahead of current president Joe Biden in the opinion polls. To take us through this extraordinary ruling and what it might mean for next year's presidential election, I spoke to Associate Professor David Smith from the United States Studies Centre at the University of Sydney. David, as we record this, the Colorado Supreme Court has just ruled Donald Trump is not eligible to hold office in that state. How big is this ruling and what does it mean for the presidential election? So this is an important decision because this is the first state Supreme Court to rule on this issue. Uh, Courts in other states, in Minnesota, Michigan and New Hampshire, have dismissed similar claims on procedural grounds. This is the first one to actually make a decision. There are three legal questions about whether Trump can be disqualified from the ballot. The first is whether he engaged in an insurrection. The second is whether a court has the power to remove him from the ballot when Congress has not. And the third is whether the President of the United States is actually an officer of the United States. And that's a very tricky question because the President has a separate oath of office from other officers of the United States. Now, the Colorado Supreme Court has said yes on all three of these issues. And that means this is going to go to the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court is going to consider the same questions. Given the makeup of the Supreme Court, I would say that it's unlikely that the Supreme Court is going to find the same way as the uh, Colorado Supreme Court. But for now, it means that Trump won't be on the ballot in Colorado, although I think that there's been a stay put on that decision in order to consider appeals. Okay, so let's say that it does stand. Yep. If Trump can't stand in Colorado, one of the US Mm. states, does that mean that it's going to be much tougher for him to win the presidential election? He is ahead of Joe Biden in the polls at the moment. Mm. This is a tricky question because elections in the United States, even presidential elections, are organised and run by states. So if Colorado kicks him off the ballot, even if the Supreme Court says that they're allowed to kick him off the ballot, this doesn't mean that every state has to kick him off the ballot. But what would probably happen is if the Supreme Court were to uphold this decision and were to do it early next year, then there would certainly be a lot of challenges coming in other states. It's likely that Supreme Courts in other states would hold them up. And then Republicans would have a very uh, difficult decision to make 
about whether they make Trump their nominee or not. He's the overwhelming favourite to be the Republican nominee. Uh, but if there was a feeling that he couldn't actually be on the ballot, then there might be Republican primary voters who would vote for someone else. Interestingly, a lot of the political movement behind this comes from conservatives, uh, conservatives who don't want Trump as the Republican nominee. And part of the reason for these lawsuits is really to try to discourage Republican primary voters uh, from voting for Trump. So it's all very unclear at the moment because we don't know when the Supreme Court is going to rule on this and technically hasn't even gone to the Supreme Court yet, but it definitely will. But I think, though, that what's going to happen is most Republican primary voters are going to guess that the Supreme Court is not going to uphold Colorado's decision, given the 6-3 conservative composition of the Supreme Court. Now, that doesn't mean that they're always going to rule in favour of Trump on every issue. In fact, when it came to things like Trump trying to overturn the 2020 election, the Supreme Court did not rule in his favour. But because of the fact that this is a very complicated issue, there are three separate legal questions involved um, and there's a lot of legal debate about all of these questions, I think it's unlikely that the Supreme Court is going to uphold it. Okay, and so at the same time, Donald Trump mm. has all these indictments that are coming mm. against him and it, it just seems like uh, the legal system, or at least are, are not a good place for Donald Trump at the moment, how likely do you think that he will actually be the nominee for the Republican Party? I think that despite these 14th Amendment cases and despite all of the criminal prosecutions that he's facing, I think he's going to be the nominee and I think he's going to contest the election. Yes, it's true that there are a lot of court actions against Donald Trump at the moment, but not all of them are going to be resolved before the election. In fact, most of them probably won't be resolved um, before the election. And certainly his lawyers are really aimed at delaying tactics as much as possible. And a lot of those delaying tactics are going to be successful, or at least they're going to be successful enough. Um, if he does succeed in delaying at least some of these criminal prosecutions beyond the next election, he'll be able to dismiss some of them if he actually wins the, the presidency. Others he won't be able to, but certainly they'll lose a lot of their power if they happen after the next election. So um, I think he's still definitely going to be the Republican nominee, and I think it's it would be more likely that a health crisis or something would stop him from running for the presidency rather than one of these court actions. Okay, so but I could be wrong. So, so from your perspective, it's pretty likely that he's going to be the Republican yes. nominee, but yep. there are a lot of factors that could potentially fell that. If mm. he isn't the Republican nominee, who mm. would be able to step up? At the moment, uh, Nikki Haley is looking like the most favoured alternative. Ron DeSantis is the other major alternative who, for a while, he seemed to be the, the, the clear rival to Donald Trump, although his standing has fallen. It's a bit hard to tell, though, because Trump is so dominant in that field. It's really a contest for second place. So I would say 
Nikki Haley is the Republican who's got the broadest appeal. And when you briefly, have, just briefly, yeah. could you explain who Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis are? Yeah, yeah, sure. So Nikki Haley is the former ambassador to the United Nations from South Carolina. Ron DeSantis is the current governor of Florida. Uh, Nikki Haley is more seen as aligned with the traditional establishment of the Republican Party. Uh, Ron DeSantis kind of tries to present himself as a more competent version of Trump. And when you have a look at the opinion polls, certainly Nikki Haley seems to poll the best of of anyone when it comes to the whole national electorate. So she does considerably better than Trump does when you ask all Americans about her. But Trump is still far, far more popular with uh, Republican primary voters. Okay, David, thanks so much for your time. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. That was Associate Professor David Smith from the United States Studies Centre at the University of Sydney. Now, a short time ago, Trump held a rally in Iowa, one of the key states in the run-up to the election. The New York Times is reporting that he didn't explicitly mention the Colorado decision, which is unlike him. One thing is for sure, this won't be the last we hear of the Colorado decision and the impact that it will have on the 2024 presidential election. That's it for this extra episode of The Briefing. I'm Ben Sion Siebert. The Morning Briefing team will be back in your feed tomorrow at 6am. Thanks for listening. <laughs>